this is The Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that The Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale the nine book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com. D E B B I M A C K. Dot com under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. It's my pleasure to have as my guest today, crime fiction author Chris Roy. He's from South Mississippi and currently resides in the Mississippi Department of Correction. So the audio might not be perfect. You'll probably hear a lot of background noise, but hopefully it will come out. And um, with that, I would simply like to, oh, I would also like to mention that uh, Chris has edited, along with Andy Roush, A Time for Violence. This is one of his latest projects. It is a love letter to the great anthologies of yesteryear. And um, the theme is violence. And I'll let Chris do the describing from here. Thanks for being here today, Chris. It's great to have you on. Hey, Thank Debbie, you. it's nice to be here. I'm glad you're able to be here. And. Um, I think it goes without saying that your experiences have informed your fiction. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about exactly how your experiences have inspired you to write? Oh, sure. Um, some of my earlier works of crime fiction uh, were short stories uh, that had two characters I created named Razor and Blondie. And this was about uh, 10 years ago. Uh, they were based on personal experiences, um, selling drugs, uh, stealing cars, identity theft, that sort of thing. And also a lot of stuff crimes have learned from uh, criminals while incarcerated. And so I had this, had all this knowledge about uh, crimes. And also I, I found that when I was, when I started writing these stories, I like to create crimes, create new crimes. And uh, so that was, yeah, I had, I had all of this, uh, this knowledge to draw on and, and experience to draw on. And that is, um, that's where my original stories came from. Would, uh, would you say that your genre is more geared toward noir or thriller? <clears throat> it's, would... it's noir, definitely. Um, now, you know, it is, and it, my earlier works were a thriller. There were, you know, anti-heroes and, you know, they had all these difficulties and there was usually a happy ending. Uh, the stuff I write now, uh, terrible things happen to really good people and the endings are usually not very good. So it's definitely noir what I write now. I was going to say, yeah, I uh, read your story, <laughs> uh, Her Name is Mercy. I think I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> and uh enjoyed yes. it very much and um your uh, other book uh, shocking circumstances is i've just started 
And um, I'm interested that you focused on female protagonists. Can you talk about what prompted that? Okay, when I, when I was studying books on writing, when I started taking it serious, uh, the first story that I wrote after that was Shocking Circumstances. And I was thinking, you know, I have a limited knowledge of skills that I can put into my characters. You know, I was a mechanic on the street um, and I was, uh, I'm, in the, I'm a tattoo artist now. Um, I've studied engineering, metal fabrication, uh, boxing. I actually teach boxing and have for many years in here. Uh, you can hear in the background is a guy beating on his bag now. You hear that? That's one of my guys I train. Yeah, he's, he's getting warmed up for workout. We're going to work out after this podcast. So, um, yeah, so I have these skills, this knowledge that I can put in my characters. And so I was like, you know, what's more impressive than a guy that can uh, fix cars, do engineering, tattoo, and box? Uh, well, a girl that can. A girl that can do all this stuff. I wanted to create a girl that can do all this. And she's really, really kick-ass chick. So, um you know, Haywire, the movie Haywire had just came out around that time and uh, some strong female protagonists were back in. There was some, there was some other uh, movies with strong female protagonists and I was thinking, man, yeah, I have to do this. Um, I had read L.A. Outlaws by T. Jefferson Parker and here you got this school teacher in that story that had a double life where she was robbing stores. <laughs> she was going around as a robber and it was really cool and I was thinking, and it was first person female too and that, that really... All that came together at a time uh, where I was wanting to write it, make you know, take on a huge project and and write something, and so that's where shocking circumstances came from. That's where Clarice Shocker Aries came from. Personally, I think that's awesome. I just love it when you have a strong female protagonist and having a protagonist who boxes and and loves cars is really really awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about the time for violence. Is that the latest thing you're working on or the latest? That you've uh, yes. Um, I, I work for a publisher. I do PR uh, for Close to the Bone, small publisher based in the UK. A uh, buddy of mine uh, hired me there. Craig Douglas is the chief editor. and so uh, we do a lot of uh, grit fiction they're real gritty stuff crime and horror mostly and um and we do anthologies we do novellas short story collections anthologies and so i had a place to publish a set um a friend of mine d roush who's the author of writing shotgun and, and other american cruelties really really great book fantastic uh very talented guy um he and I had about writing stuff all the time, and he was like, man, let's do an anthology. You know, you know a lot of authors. I know a lot of authors. Let's get them together. Let's get them to write something great. We can really kill this thing. And so I was like, I don't know, you know. And, um, okay, let's try it. Let's give it a shot. And he jumped on it. He got some really big name uh, authors. Uh, you've probably seen the list of them there. Three of them has, have co-written with Stephen King recently. Uh, one of them is uh, John Russo, who is he co-wrote Night of the Living Dead, and uh, one is Max uh, Alan Collins. Collins wrote the um, the Quarry series, which is now a Cinemax series, and um, so uh, we have um, several other up-and-comers. 
um, that are kind of a big deal now. And um, and then we got some really the best out of the indie uh, publishers, um, you know, Tom Botter, Tony Knighton, Elka Ray, uh, uh, James Longmore, and so. Uh, I mean, these uh, these these writers are really underpublished, in, in my opinion. They're so uh, people will see the names and recognize the names in the list, but I think they will enjoy the the smaller named writers, the the unknowns more. I mean, but it's just a really great collection of stories. I'm just looking it over for the first time, and I'm I'm floored by some of these names. We've got some great people on here. It's just great. Uh, well done. Richard, Richard Chismar, Joe Lonsdale. Um, yeah, we have, there's a bunch of them that are just really fantastic. They're, yeah, this is amazing. This is wonderful. Well, that, that's fantastic. And congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, it's coming out in February, by the way. This, this will be out in February. <laughs> All yes, right. Craig, uh, by, by Close to the Bone, Craig Douglas is going to do uh, the editing and the, the cover. He's a really great graphic artist. Uh, we will be publishing this in February of 2019. Fantastic. Good to know. Uh, let's see. I saw in an interview that you didn't become a reader until you were 18. What was it about your first reading that prompted you to write? Well, when I was, I got locked up in the county jail when I was 18 for murder. And that's what I'm in. I'm serving a life sentence for now. Uh, and yeah, so I didn't read novels on the street unless it was for like a school project or something, you know, and you know, literature class, whatever. And so I didn't really read for pleasure until I got locked up and there was nothing else to do. And then I realized, you know, no wonder my mom and my grandma had these big giant stacks of books next to their bed because this is awesome. I love reading. You know, I, I realized, you know, that's, <laughs> it's in me too. Yeah. Okay. I, I understand now. And uh, I mean, my mom reads like 200 books a year. It's just ridiculous. And so, um, you know, I, I got locked up, uh, started reading uh, The Ninja by Eric Von Lustbotter was the first series I remember reading. You know, I read some of the old Stephen King uh, stories like uh, Rose Mater and, um, yeah, and it's, it's like, man, this is, this is great. It's better than TV. It's better than, you know, sitting around, you know, talking and doing nothing like these other guys. You know, I'd rather be kicked back reading. Um, and so I, I started writing, too. Of course, you know, you're locked up. It's kind of a, a thing to do in, in prison or jail is to write with the family and friends and stay in touch. So my writing was just horrible. Um, and it, it's still, my handwriting is still horrible, but my... <laughs> My, my writing improved initially from writing letters, and then years later from pen pals, I got on some pen pal websites for prisoners and met some really great people. And so I was writing letters all the time, nearly every day. Um, and then reading just, you know, over the years, I've read hundreds, of, I've probably read a thousand novels by now. I don't, I'm not sure. I've never kept count, but I've read so many books, 19 years in, in a penitentiary. Um, yeah, so I you know, realized one day about 10 years ago, all this writing I've done, all this reading I've done, I have the, the skills, the ability to write my own stuff. I can do this. And, and so I started studying books and writing. I've 
I've dog-eared several dictionaries. You know, I was a dictionary guy for a long time, uh, improvement vocabulary and stuff. Uh, so, uh, I, yeah, I started with a friend, uh, a couple of friends actually, on, on a high-risk program. After, after I had two escapes in 2005 and 2006, I was on high-risk in Supermax and with some other guys that were aspiring writers, very intelligent, very well-read guys that were also writing. And so that's, that's where I started at. And the idea was, you know, maybe we can write something and, and get a big contract and you know, we can buy our way out of prison. You know, that's, that was the, the initial motivation. Well, I gotta say that I am very impressed because so many people will say, I want to write a book. But you've done it. You've, you've written the stories. You've written the books. And in my experience, writing is a craft that requires not only dedication, but focus. How do you achieve that focus? It's, it's difficult at times because there's, there's so many distractions. Not, not necessarily the noise. There's always guys that want to kill each other and... and assault each other just screaming nonstop where I'm at um, so that doesn't bother me really and um, I have this tiny little table in my cell it's just a steel plate welded to the wall and a little stool it's like a kindergarten desk in my cell here and that's where I write at um, I've been in several many cells and they all basically have the same little table um, I've written eight books uh, at these little tables and and you know, sometimes uh, I'm in the middle of writing, I look up and there's water coming in my door, somebody's flooding or there's a fire and there's smoke and somebody's getting sprayed with pepper spray and there's canine on his own, dogs and stuff. And it's like, okay, I just, I'll stand up, go to the door and make sure that they're not about to shake me down first and then I'll go back and sit down and start writing again. You know, it's like, um, I mean, as, no, as long as nobody's about to, uh, chuck a, a milk carton full of shit in my cell, then I'm good. <laughs> I'll stay down and keep writing. <laughs> I love your attitude. Um. <laughs> yeah, you know, I see like where you're sitting there now, I see these pictures online and, and then even in magazines where people are like, this is my writing space. It's like this beautiful view of, of nature or like this and I'm like, it's real quiet. Like, I'm like, I wonder if I could even write anything if I sat there. I, I would just be, I don't know if I could do it. So I know. I'm not used to that. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like being closed up in, 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 in a small room. I mean, not, you're not as small and as noisy as your room. Nonetheless, I mean, I don't have a beautiful view. It, believe me, it's not that gorgeous. <laughs> it's not that <laughs> But it's not yeah. that gorgeous, you know. Nobody's gonna throw shit in my room. <laughs> Unless, of course, Actually, my husband decides to throw some cat shit in my room. <laughs> I wouldn't put it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so craziness there, too. I actually. I think that what you described is something that, you know, my writing space would be like if I was out there, just like a closed, cramped room with, like, stuff everywhere. And, um, you just described uh, You know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, but, you know, closed-in, yeah, like closed-in spaces with a low ceiling, that, like, that's where you get your best creativity from. You're like, you know, it's, um, if you're in open spaces, it's, well, to me anyway, it's different. 
Yeah. Too many distractions in open spaces. Yeah. I can't do things like go to a coffee shop and write because that's too distracting. It's too, too much everything. Yeah. I need just a place to be whatever, you know. I've never thought about trying that. I wonder what I would do if I was in you know, Starbucks and sat down with a laptop. But first of all, I've never used a laptop, so it would take me forever to figure that out. But, <laughs> it uh, probably yeah. wouldn't take you that long. I write all my stuff by hand. and then, Oh, okay. <laughs> I write everything by hand and, and type it up. Yeah, I type it up on my phone, Google Docs. I, uh, I was a journalism major, so I was taught to type, to compose at the typewriter. This was back in the days of typewriters. Oh, wow. So everything was typewriter. Everything was typewriter, typewriter, typewriter. But these are as it may. <laughs> I also wanted to mention uh, that you did a really great <laughs> podcast interview on What Are You Afraid Of podcast, which everybody should listen to. Uh, it's really good. I want to. That's a good one. It, I want to give them a shout out because they did such a great job, and I, I listened to the whole thing, and I was just enthralled. And um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, you, you're a book illustrator. You've illustrated children's books. Correct? Oh, yes, I have. I, I am an artist. I've been drawing since I was about ten years old, um, and so of course that really developed in in a penitentiary drawing. Uh, uh, birthday cards, holiday cards, just all kind of things for family and friends over the years. And even uh, even to other inmates and even officers, I've, I've drawn, I've done art pieces for everybody really. Um, have stuff all over the world at this point. Nothing, I'm not known as an artist other than as a tattoo artist. I was published in Rise Tattoo Magazine last year. Um, and it's a publication in France and tattoos are a really big deal. Uh, and also on an app, called ATC Tattoo Books, which is on Google Play. Uh, my art is featured in there with a, a story by Tom Botter, journalist who covered my, uh, my tattooing and penitentiary. Um, so, but the, the books were published by Divine Word Missionaries. Uh, there were children's uh, coloring and activity books. A friend of mine, Dennis Newton, who is, he's, he's, he's deceased now, he was the director of um, Divine Word Missionaries, and he asked, he invited me to, he, he invited me to do artwork for charities that he hosted, actually, a lot of times they would have uh, someone they were honoring, like a business owner or whoever for a charity they were honoring, and I would draw a portrait of them. The first one was uh, Mother Antonia, she was a, a Hollywood star that did everything and went to live in a prison in Mexico, is a nun in a Mexican prison. She's very old now. I think she's still there, and it's really great story. Well, they they had um, they Dennis, my friend, hosted a charity with her and asked me to, to draw a portrait of her. I did that, and she loved it, and so it was a big deal with them. And he asked me to draw one for um, a guy that owns uh, Sunshine Food, just like a grocery store chain or whatever. They did one of him. And then they was like, you know, we got these other charities that uh, we're doing in India and uh, the Philippines. Uh, the one in India was, uh, it was after uh, radical Hindus attacked some Christians in a village in 2008 in, uh, in India. And so 
the, the, the men were wiped out and it was all these widows and orphans. And so you had all these, these groups come in to help the, the widows and orphans, thousands of them. I mean, tens of thousands of them. And uh, my friend, his, his company did that. And they started this, uh, this charity called Kids for Kids. And then they were raising baby goats in Iowa and selling them and using the money to build a church and a school in this, in this place over there and help pay for food and stuff for, for the, um, the widows and the orphans. And they made this uh, a coloring book, an activity book for kids. Dennis wrote the text in the book and I did the illustrations and it turned out really well. And they used it to promote the charity. Um, we did another one not long after that. Yeah, uh, they had a toy shop. They started a toy shop called Joy Makers, and they had all these these volunteers create these toys. They're homemade stuff. They were really well put together, though, and um, and they sent these toys to Jamaica, Philippines, uh, India. I'm not sure where else. All over the world, and um, and so we we made this coloring book, Joy Makers coloring book, and I I did illustrations for that too. It was really cool. That's really cool. I, I, I would love to be able to draw like that. I've been sort of noodling around with cartooning a little bit and my skills are so rudimentary. It's ridiculous. But um, have you ever thought just out of curiosity of doing graphic novels? Uh, yes, I, I've, I've toyed around with that idea a little bit um, several times actually. Um, um, I'm, my talent isn't really like creating a character and repeating the, the same character in different scenes. That's not really, I can draw something really great in, in one scene and the next scene I try to copy that same character doing like a different, in a different uh, motion and it's, it's difficult. I just haven't put the practice in. Um, yeah, so even these, uh, those children's books I did, the, I, I did, it's like the first time I had the same characters in different scenes and it was two goats it was a male goat named bob and he was an american farmer he had overalls and, and, a, and a john deere hat and, and you know he had like a little gut on him you know and and then there was a, a female goat an indian goat and she's in indian attire um yeah so i put it was bob and banu were their names uh, bob and banu and so I put them in different scenes, and that was like the first time that I was able to do characters, same characters in different, in different scenes. But um, tackling a graphic novel is, is on a different level than illustrating a book, I think. I suppose you're right about that, yeah. Uh, let's see. Who are your very favorite authors? Wow. Okay. <laughs> David Gemmel, believe it or not, a fantasy writer. Uh, he died, I think, in 2006. Um, Jim Butcher, um, Stephen King, uh, Tom Botter, uh, let's see, Andy Roush. God, he's good. He's really good. Riding Shotgun and other American cruelties. It's Tarantino style. And man, it is, it's, yeah, best book I've read in years. Yeah. Wow. Now I feel like I have to, to, to get his book because I love Tarantino. Oh, my goodness. And um, where can readers find your books? I'm on Amazon. Um, also, uh, you can look at Close to the Bone. I'm on Twitter at author Chris Roy. 
my my latest uh, book, her name is Mercy, which you've read, is um, there's a Facebook page. Her name is Mercy Facebook page. Did a blog tour back in May, and there's a lot of great reviews and information about that uh, on Facebook. Uh, but mainly, yeah, people can just look me up on Amazon or on Twitter. Okay, awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we finish up? Yes, um, you know, we talked about my writing and everybody else's. I think that uh, you deserve a mention. Uh, I've seen your books around and I regret I have not read them yet and I'm going to because, yeah, I've seen, I've seen and I've heard that they're really fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. For the Samic, the Samic Ray Mysteries, is that it? Or, That's it, yeah. The Samic yeah, Ray yeah. Mysteries. Slowly rolling them back out. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, the third one's going to be coming out uh, Sunday, actually. On the, oh, the wow. Of December. So, be on Great. the lookout. Well, I'm going to look for it. I'm going to oh. share and, uh, and tell people about it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate your being here today. It was great meeting you and talking to you. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. Sure thing. It was my pleasure. I truly admire your dedication to the craft and uh, the, your achievements despite everything. I'll just add that um, if you want to read more about Chris's background, check at his website www.unjustelement.com It's a very, very, right. good, a very good website and he has a blog there. And I'll remind you that we have the Crime Cafe box set in Anthology for sale online. You can get copies of both uh, if you support the podcast on Patreon. Just go to my website at debbymac.com and click on Crime Cafe to learn more about that. And also, please leave a review of the podcast if you've enjoyed it. And with that, I will just say thanks so much for listening. Happy reading, and I'll see you in a few weeks.